0: Humans are a quirky bunch. They evolved on the savannah as pack hunters to run down their prey in the heat thanks to their advanced sweat glands. After the ice age created a drought throughout nearly the entire continent of Africa, the African population of Homo heidelbergensis dropped down to a genetic bottleneck of around 10,000, allowing only the most creative and the most communicative and ones with the unique capacity to plan ahead to survive, and Homo sapiens were born. Humans did not evolve for precision, they evolved just to be the most efficient they could for their environment so they could eat, sleep, reproduce, and pass on their genes. To do so they used a unique evolutionary strategy where they had to develop methods of communication and the transmission of information. Since we can't transmit mind to mind like computers with exact copies of information, we had to use rather imprecise methods of transmitting information through verbal or body language. Our powerful imaginations that helped our survival and mirror neurons that allowed us to mimic activities for learning and generating empathy, allowed an individual to be told something and create a rough idea of the thought, which was a completely original and imprecise copy of what the person was saying or signing. So long as the general idea was passed on, that is what would matter, and the story's ideas and lessons from it would mutate over time. Good memories are held longer than bad ones and dull facts are not as easily remembered as facts that change the way you think. Dopamine helps with memory and memories with other memories attached to them as well are easier accessed through memory tagging quite similar to search tags on this YouTube video. Urban anthropologists recorded random conversations in public spaces in high numbers and found that around two-thirds of all conversations in a relaxed, leisurely environment is spent gossiping leading them to speculate that the members of a large tribe that could keep track of social goings on and convey and receive messages of what happened in the tribe in their absence did better in the tribal society than those who could not, pushing our bigger brains to become more language and story driven. This also was perpetuated through a new human development with the advent of fire, and that being boredom. For the first time members of the species Homo could relax around a fire without fear of predators at night. Prior to this invention, they were always on the alert and never sure if their next step was to end up being another animal's lucky meal. It was thought that this is why fire is so mentally mesmerizing to us, as not only did it unlock nutrients from cooking, but it allowed us to let our minds wander. This lack of intensity invoked boredom for the first time, which is linked emotionally to disgust, which has been a great driver in our species to keep us doing something, and around the fire, the art of storytelling was perfected for hundreds of thousands of years. It is for this reason that YouTube has done so well at transmitting information as we sometimes learn quicker from a person telling us than reading what had only been around for a thousand years compared to the hundreds of thousands of years for storytelling. From this point we told stories about our past, our heritage, tall tales, allegories. We even began to speculate the mysteriousness of the universe and design explanations or speculations about things we don't know. Over time, the tall tales, allegories, and explanations began to blur together over generations of passed down information, to the point that they became distinct religions of cause and effect, and some were later solidified and canonized with the advent of writing. Our minds love story and narrative. It's neatly packaged, and there is closure and certainty at the end, after uncertainty and anticipation in the middle. Stories of all societies and vice versa. The same is true with ideas. Stories are part of a culture and identifying in a group. Certain stories are allegories, and some are treated as 100% true, such as religious texts, even if there's no evidence to back them up. And because of all the other reasons we love stories, it's much harder to move a beloved story you think is true in your mind to one of the false category. Religions spread easily in their stories, and at some point these ideas are found to harm society, so we have to let them go and embrace newer stories. Grimm's fairy tales shocks us, and it's fun in a morbidly curious way. While classical literature teachers are getting irritated when kids are using modern understanding of psychology to spot and deconstruct mental disorders and horrible social habits that were many times romanticized in old books as high forms of emotion. Most reality based fiction tends to fudge reality for a good plot line in terms of probability, golden age syndrome and relationships. All fiction based on reality, even historical fiction runs on ideal conditions where everything else is nearly perfect except for this insurmountable problem much like a supervillain, while it's actually a lot of systematic imperfections that makes the problem insurmountable. It's one of the reasons why fantasy and sci-fi often can be a better teaching tool for reality than ones based in reality as you can have very real and very human interactions and perspectives and fudge the rest of reality that drives the plotline, but people know that they aren't real. The villain can simply be all powerful and evil, and ignore all of the many faceted nuances that gave that problem power. Add to this that studies show that stories that inspire awe tend to drive people to try and be better people. It gives them an ideal to strive for, and the imagination of what could be. The religious who do wonderful things for their fellow humans often do so much more because of this awe than because of anything else their book says. Children who read Harry Potter were found to have a higher level of empathy than children who did not, and Harry Potter fans have done more good in the name of their favorite fiction than almost any other fan group. The very last point to be made is to remember that even this video is a narrative, a story that explains everything nicely and neatly, when the reality is much more complex and nuanced. And some of the science facts I mentioned may be up for debate in the field, or be altered over time with more evidence, which makes for great science, but a terrible story. Beware the narrative, it is a story of explaining the world, while possibly using all facts, but it can ignore some other very important facts, so the narrative may lead you to have a wrong view of reality. However without a narrative your brain was shut off from boredom at dry facts, and how they are interconnected. The narrative is needed for transmission of information but can also be quite flawed because whether true or not humanity really loves a great story. Hey there, thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked what you saw from my channel, please subscribe and donate to my Patreon. If you have evidence to counter what I say, please provide it. If you would like to see what I was doing with this channel 6 years ago, please click the links on the screen. Thank you so much.